previously on the Hired Swords. With frustrations flared, Joxer left the Swords' new base residence in Wild Hill to clear his mind. Maybe have a drink or two to calm his nerves. All he would find that night, though, is trouble. That seems to be all we find here in Wild Hill. Something has to give. Listening to the Hired Swords, a TRPTG, uh, a PGRPC, no, a TTPRT. God, God dang it! All right, welcome back to the Hired Swords. Things were a little crazy when we left off last with. Uh, Joxer, well, Krig's kind of coming clean about his whole history and his past, and then Joxer having a little bit of a hissy fit about the way Krig's handled Delmar in the keep at the Stone Mountain Fortress. And after that, Joxer stormed off. Everybody else kind of went to bed and or crashed while cleaning their armor and weapons. And Joxer encountered a little bit of, of problems meeting Sarai or Saraya and a high elfin, a, a noble high elven man named Donaldi Bolgashaw. And he, they together told him he needed to pay recompense for his crimes against Bogashaw's businesses, which turns out the goblins that were attacked and some of them, a couple of them killed on their way out to the Stone Mountains were the property of Darnaldi Bogashaw. And so Joxer snuck around to get enough to drink to pass out, passed out on the steps of the armor bearer's shop. And come morning, loud knocks were heard from the doors of the cabin that the hired swords here, our, our party, has been sleeping in. And Soraya forced her way in after Kriggs opened the door, barking loudly that they need to find Krig, Joxer, need to find Joxer immediately. And we ended with Krig saying he's going to put on his knickers and figure out what to do next and try to find him. All good plans Joxer, start with a pair of pants. Yeah, always it's always a good idea to just put on a pair of pants to get started. Joxer, the town is full of people. You are awakened at the armor bearer. And when you're awakened, there are people, like I said, everywhere. You're awakened by the door opening as the dwarven armor bearer the, the shop owner she she opens that door and it kind of smacks you on the backside as you lay there uh, good good morning she says oh uh, well uh, sorry about that uh, you need something or oh uh, I could partake um let's let's take a gander uh Part of me feels like I'm forgetting something. Okay, she uh, she says, okay, come on in. We're open for business now. And she just kind of walks in and kind of looking at you funny, like it's weird that you were laying out there. She doesn't usually have the Black Friday type shoppers camping overnight <laughs> in front of her door. Uh, uh, so 
I, I know I I, I, uh, I kind of bruised before, but I, I don't wear a whole lot of armor. Um, it, it's it's nice seeing you. It, 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 I believe one of my friends came over here and uh, and was able to take advantage of of some of the the uh, uh, abilities you have in this shop. Uh, uh, who would that be? I, uh, if if he gave his name, uh, Kriegs Galder. Ah, yes, yes. Uh, he left me this, and he, or she, uh, pulls up, uh, there's, hanging from a leather strap on her belt is this ball that she holds up, kind of holds up as high as she can as it's kind of strapped to her waist, and she says, he gave me this. It's a nice little trinket. Uh, he said it reminds him of home. It just kind of reminds me of, uh, I don't know, simpler times, my own folk, I guess. I, he, uh, he... He's he's good at the work that he does. Indeed, indeed. Uh, hopefully, he'll find me to create some more stuff in the future. I'm 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 sure he will. I, I'm I'm sorry. I I don't believe I caught your name last time. Uh, the name is Justice. Justice. Uh, my name's Joxer. I. It's a it's a pleasure. The pleasure the pleasure is mine. Uh, what what kind of armor are you looking for? What what did you come in looking for? We have some new things since the last time I saw Kriegs Golder, at least. Um, well, I, I'd like to take a gander. I, I don't really wear much much on my body, but I do take some damage on, on you know, some of some of the, the extremities. But I'm, I'm not sure you'll carry so, too much of what I can So have. some bracers, then? Something like that, perhaps? Or? Uh, I, I could definitely, I could probably take advantage of some bracers. No, come over here. Let me show you what we've got. And she walks over to uh, the this kind of corner shelf next to the the main section there, and uh, you can it, make a uh, perception check as she's walking you that direction. Okay. That is a natural twenty. Yeah, you you can hear through the front door. Someone call out from the front door uh, from outside. You hear, you hear, check every building. Look at all of them. He's got to be here somewhere. And uh, and she says, right, right, right over here. This is where the uh, the bracers are. And you can see three pairs. There's a one that's kind of a shinier kind of silver color. There's one that are obvious leather bracers with a green kind of lining on the cuffs. And the others are just button up leather bracers. Kind of very flimsy looking. Um, how, how much for the shiny one? And and maybe quick... Would would we be able to talk about these in the back? In the in the back, um, I mean, they're right here, though. I guess. Uh, um, uh, no mind. How much for for each one of these? Uh, each one of these. Uh, well, if if you if you want to buy uh, each one of these, this this kind of dinky one here is is just a is just a hundred gold pieces. Uh, this 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 other one here in the middle is a little thicker, a little more to it. Probably sell it for one fifty. The other one's two fifty. You know what? You're in luck. I'll take the 250 and I'll I'll empty that that's that is legitimately all but like what I have. Hold on, let me make sure. That is like I I am I am I'm kind of like terrified in the moment. No, no, no. So I'll I'll take I'll take the middle line. So I'll take the 150 and I'll just pull out the 150. Okay. Okay. Um I I appreciate it, Justice. I have a feeling that 
I have a place to be. And, and it kind of this moment after hearing some of those, I'm just going to like take that, put the, the money down on like the counter. And I, I hope that we can meet again in, uh, in um, uh, a less awkward moment. And I'm just going to walk out and kind of okay. like uh, try to, you know, equip those on my arms and just stand Okay. And see yeah, you, if anybody you can, you is slide looking at me. Your, you kind of slide your hand through to put them on, and uh, they're just plus one to AC. Okay. If you're not wearing any other armor or shield. Right, yep. Okay. And so as uh, as you walk out, uh, you stand on the front porch. She kind of calls out, it's a pleasure. Huh. And just you can kind of hear a little bit of confusion in her voice. But uh, you walk out and stand on the front porch, and immediately you're spotted and... Somebody, somebody calls out over here, and uh, a couple people kind of start rushing your way. Don't go I, I'm anywhere. Just gonna, Stay like, right there. Uh, uh, no, uh, I'm so glad you came. I've been waiting all morning. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, he says. Uh, I, that's what I knew Jockster would say. Uh, he, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm laughing. <laughs> he Predictable. Says, he says uh, you're, and this is just like some. Uh, just frumpy looking uh, from frumpy looking commoner. Uh, he's got a, a club in his hand and, and he looks like he's trying to do some kind of business. He's just some sort of local militia kind of guy. And uh, he just says, he says, he points the club at you and he says, you're, you're wanted at the, at, at the, the, at the tower. You, the, the chief needs to talk to you. Well, then let's go uh, make haste. Okay, and he's he stands up tall, like he's he walks with you, and he puts his arm on. He like grabs your arm with his hand, not really rough, he, just like he's he's posing with you, walking down the road. And as he starts walking, and other people see him, he he kind of puffs up a little bit, and he's just like he's like, that's right, that's right. We're we're going to the to the tower. Come with me to the tower. Here we go. And he's, he's kind of walking. As he says that, man, you 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 have a great grip. Has anybody ever told you that? He nods like really aggressively. Like <laughs> he, he actually does squeeze a little tighter. Then it doesn't feel like it hurts or anything. But yeah, he squeezes yeah. a little tighter. He puts his club up on his shoulder and kind of struts fair. while he's walking with you. Well and, done. And he's about. He's about four inches shorter than you and uh, about twice as round as you are. But he is walking like he did something great. And well done. Everyone else is kind of gathering and uh, eventually some of them just kind of walk off and go back about their business like they were looking for you. But now that they see you've been found, they're just over it. And he gets back up and uh, you see Soraya standing in front of the tower with Darnald Darnaldi uh and you guys, I'm gonna start waving. I'm like, I'm, I'm like uh, waving as we're walking out. Okay, Sorry, yeah. let's let's jump back to uh, to Craig's and everybody, um, because I just fast forwarded uh, Darnaldi and and Saraya. But as soon as after you guys come out and Craig's Galder says, you know, I'm gonna put on some pants or whatever. Uh, Saraya is in the middle of saying uh, knickers. Sorry, knickers. My apologies. <laughs> Let's be clear. Uh, Soraya is in the middle of say of just saying, I don't have time for this. We got to get back to the tower and uh, get everyone looking. And uh, she she starts to step out and somebody runs up to the doorway and says, um, says, Madam, I've got everyone not doing something out there looking now for him. We'll, we'll find him. Don't worry. And turns and runs back away. And she starts to head out the door, and Darnaldi has already has always been standing out there. He's not coming come in, but uh, he he's about to walk off with her. Are you going to just follow her out? Or are you going to say anything? What are you going to do? And Elvin, I say, who are you? 
to Soraya? Uh, to Donaldi. To well, Donaldi. Okay, that's right, Donaldi. To this uh, man, I don't know. As you walk out and you you call you speak to Donaldi, he looks at you and he looks down his nose at you and his eyes squint, and uh, he kind of strokes his chin a little bit. It's perfectly chiseled, like you know, hairless chin, and um, he says, "Well, I don't think we've had the pleasure." My name's Darnaldi. I don't really care what your name is. And he starts walking off. Kriggs. That that was Darnaldi. The note. (laughs) That's Darnaldi. I'm a little curious what our friend has gotten himself into. Uh, Wait here. I, I... let me see if I can get Davin awake and we might be able to resolve this. This not what I expected to find this morning. As Gwen rushes back to the room to put on some uh, appropriate clothes, she's like, Davin's still asleep? How is he sleeping through this? <laughs> and she just goes into her room. Soraya, please pardon me one moment. I'm going to try and wake up our companion. He seems to be a little bit heavier of a sleeper than I am, what with your <laughs> your knocking this, this morning she so says- graciously. She says, we're headed to the tower. We have people looking for him. We'll see you at the tower if, if you care to see what happens. And she just walks off. Fair enough. I'm going to walk back into the room. <clears throat> Devin? <clears throat> Devin? No response. Uh, I'm going to walk over to the bed. Playing and kind of like get. nudge him. <clears throat> Lad! <clears throat> Lad! I heard you the first time. I'm not, oh gosh, I thought we'd get one night that we could just sleep in and relax for a little bit. Oh, you should know better than that. (laughs) All right, fine, let's go. And he gets up and stands up and he's completely naked and he looks down, he looks at you and says, can I get a minute, please? (laughs) I guess you don't sleep in your knickers then, okay. Uh... I just I imagine. Bashfully turn around. <laughs> Are okay. you in the room across from Gwyn? Yeah. Are the rooms across from each other? Yeah. 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 Gwyn right walks across. out and then immediately walks back into her room. <laughs> I just. <laughs> now or even Gwyn. <laughs> she just stands there blushing. Oh my I'll put my robe on and I will grab my stuff. I just I'm imagine Craig's heard the conversation. I heard it. Yeah. So I knew it'd be Joxer. Well, um, I guess we're going to be headed to the Tower of Testing this morning. I don't know what we have to look forward to, but uh, you have a little bit of rapport with Soraya, more than I. Uh, Last she saw of me, I was taking a quote-unquote leak in the woods. Uh, Besides that, I know uh, our friend Gwyn here, uh, though she might be shocked out of her fear, or at least anger, of the chief after this uh, sight she may have walked out on uh you we need to keep an eye on her as well not uh not necessarily for her sake but for the chief i fear well i don't really know it's hard to plan when you don't really know what's going on but uh, let's wing it we'll figure it out seems to be what we do our best that didn't make any sense (laughs) (laughs) seems to be what we do our best Seems to be what we do our best. <laughs> uh, seems to be what we do best these days. I'll let you get yourself ready. And I, I walk out and just shut the door. 
All right. I finish getting ready, grab all my things, and prepare for the day. Okay. All right. Gwen, you're going to head out with them? Yeah, she's going to have that awkward thing where her and Davin uh, come out of the room at the same time, and she's like, uh, uh, excuse me. <laughs> and okay. she just walks to the front door. All right. You go. guys come out, and the uh, the excitement of finding Joxer has kind of just settled down as you come out of the cabin and get on the main road. You start to walk past the lamppost in and you can see ahead of you a little ways. Joxer is waving at Soraya and uh, and Darnaldi standing in front of the Tower of Testing there. And he's just kind of waving with, while, uh, with one arm while this other s- little squatty commoner looking guy is holding Joxer's other arm, walking all proudly with him. And Joxer approaches. Davin crosses his point. arms. He leans over to Craig's and he says, I can tell you right now he's guilty. <laughs> <laughs> um, as uh, as Joxer does walk up a little bit closer to D- Dernaldi, he's going to be like, in in Elvich, in in Elvin, um, you don't look like you've gotten a wink of sleep. He looks at you, and and in Elvin, he says, he says, I don't think you can know anything from looking at me. And he looks over at Sarai, and he says, in common, he says. When will the chief be here? And she says, he said he would come right out. Just wait a minute. Just give give him a moment. And uh, they're just kind of standing around waiting. And the crowd, it doesn't really seem to be much of a crowd. And um, is anyone doing anything? About that time, the rest of your group, Jocks are the Kriggs, Gwyn, and, and Davin, you guys make it up to the, the steps of the tower itself, where on the steps is standing Soraya and Darnaldi. And the, the guy who captured Joxer is standing there. He's let you go, Joxer, and he's he just kind <clears> of... <throat> I scour the area to make sure that there's no uh, spots for hanging or, you know, execution okay. yeah. locks. All right, make a perception check. What am I walking check. into? Make a, per- make a perception check. While he makes a perception check, the, the little guy who, who carried you, he just... <clears throat> And, uh, and Soraya flips him a couple gold coins and he gr- takes them and kind of walks off. And uh, a 17, there is nothing of that kind nearby. No, you don't see anything like that around. No no hangman's nooses, no firing squad, no burn poles, nothing. And uh, with a 17, you do see over in the corner, leaning ag- up against a building o- over... He's actually leaning right up against the statue that's in front of the tower of testing. He's got his back on the statue, his arms crossed, and he's surrounded by a few, a couple uh, women. And uh, it's that bard from the last night. He's watching this whole thing happen, and he's got a big grin on his face. He's pretty interested. This will be the first time I'd really seen him, so I recognize okay. likely. Well, you you I mean, walked by, him. you saw him up standing on top of a table singing, and he started yeah. singing. So you saw him. I saw him. I didn't and he's hang very around too much. Obvious. He stands out like a sore thumb here because he has those light blue silken clothes on and a cape and a hat with a big feather in it. And he's got his loot strapped to his back everywhere he goes and scrolls. I'd like to do a perception check for whether or not Gwyn is super interested currently. That's an insight check and you're welcome (laughs) to do that. Well, that's solid 19. Gwyn, how's Gwyn feeling about seeing him over there? She probably just doesn't notice him. She's looking at Joxer, just wondering, okay. like, why is he not fighting back? What is happening right now? Got it. She wants to Bros go talk before to Sarius. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Gwen, right. here's the plan. If things go strange, um, turn into a something fast and go pick him up and run away. What about your door? I mean, that's 
can well, get out of here real quick. Uh, yeah, but he's far away from me. I'd have to run over there, then grab him. I'll get you. She gets him. It'd be more dramatic that way. That's that's fair. Mm. And then the door opens. Happen? Oh, no, that's it. The door opens to the Tower of Testing and out walks Tomba. And he kind of waddles out and he comes down to Soraya. And Joxer, you hear him say to Soraya, he's on his way. Uh, please make your way inside. And uh, he says, she uh, looks at you, Joxer, and motions you to, to go in. And Darnaldi says, after you, please. I was going to go first. You're the one at fault here. Yes, please go ahead. I nudged Davin. Oh, he's definitely guilty. <laughs> <laughs> so they're walking up the steps to go inside the tower. I, at, once I get to the top before I enter the door. Uh-huh. Oh, um, this is this is about the goblins, and then and then I'm going to walk in. Okay. Did he say it's about the goblets? <laughs> goblets. Oh, it was from those two cups that I stole from the uh, the lamppost in the other night. The first night we got here. Why would you steal cups? We have. I could make some. We they have a forge to, nearby. They were to go cups. We wanted drinks, so I kind of switched into a. I switched to Soraya, and I went in there. I got us a couple of drinks, and I brought the cups out. Oh, you are tricksy, you aren't you? Oh, what did I do with those? Why? Cups? Why? They, they were nice goblets, but really the drinks were kind of just mediocre. I'll be honest when with you. When turned around, I might be able to recreate them if they're, I mean, at least some kind of castable metal. All right, so let's let's retrace our steps from the first day. <laughs> I went over to the lamppost inn, and I talked to the guy at the front. I told him the sign was bad. I, oh. I did the same. That sign <laughs> is it's terrible. True, right? It was a terrible sign. It looks like they changed it, though. Oh, fancy that. Yeah, you look over at the sign, and it says Lamp Post Tavern. <laughs> I guess they finally read our comment box. <laughs> oh, God. I Should left him a very strongly worded letter. <laughs> <laughs> we can afford More a- exclamation points. <laughs> I've got enough gold. We can pay him back for the two cops. It's not that big of a deal. Fair enough. So, Joxer, they're out there having this conversation, and when they get inside... The chief is sitting at one of the tables eating some breakfast. He's eating like a English breakfast with beans and some sausage and some stuff and some potatoes, fried potatoes and stuff. And uh, there's a dwarven woman sitting next to him uh, and she's eating as well. And a couple other young women are kind of walking around. Uh, and one of them is obviously serving him, making sure his cup stays full. And and the other woman's, the dwarven woman's cup stays full as well. And as he's sitting there, he's bare, like he's dressed, but he's like... He's in like lounge around clothing. Like it's pretty early morning for him, it seems. And when you walk in, he says, okay, Darnaldi, what is so important that you have to begin my day in such a manner? Have a seat, please. And uh, he motions to the, the bench on the, across the table from where he's sitting and he's eating. And as, as he eats, he's like chewing with his mouth open and mouth breathing while he's eating. And it's kind of gross. Um, Joxer, like, uh, I'm, I, I didn't, I would never try to interrupt any of those this early in the morning. I I don't imagine anybody wants to deal with this. The chief says, well, I, I don't know what exactly is happening here, but, um, I'm sure that it was Darnaldi's idea to, uh, have this conversation first thing, uh, not yours. Please, uh, are there any witnesses to whatever you're saying happened? Jo- Joxer, it, it is, is, is it correct? Uh, Joxer, I've heard your name around. Yes, I, yes. I, I, 
Were there any witnesses? Did anyone see what what happened here uh, with these goblins? Is he referring to me or Darnaldi? He's asking both of you. And Darnaldi's like, I, he looks at you like, I don't, I wasn't there. I don't know. Uh, did did the others already join or? Uh... They're still outside. Um, We're still trying to figure out where these cups are. <laughs> yeah, they're looking for goblets. Um, my, uh, the, the, the other, um, the others that I, I, I also earned the rights of joining the hired swords did, uh, uh, I, I believe they are just outside. They they were with me whenever it happened. Tomba, could you please gather them as well? And Darnaldi says, they are his companions. They're only going to speak to his favor. I don't understand how this is. Please, uh, Donaldi, they're our only witnesses. Yeah, Donaldi, they don't care for me. It, if, if they speak something against me, it'll be against me. So unlike your friends, they don't, you know, just make me feel better. Well, I... I don't know if this is fair, but if the chief says this is what we must do, and Tomba comes out right about now, you other three, and he kind of comes out the door. Do you remember what metal it was made of? Copper or... Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know out. different types of metal. Excuse me. If you three. About go- you, goblets. You guys. Hey. Yeah, well, yes, Tomba. Yes. Can you please come in here? Did you see what happened? Uh, he said he had two goblets. I mean, Shh, don't, don't incriminate us. Goblets? They, what are you talking about? If we tell them what we did, then Please they come know inside. that it was true. Just come inside. We've all been playing stupid the entire time. And he turns around and runs in. And <laughs> let's calls just out, see what, let's see what Follow me, please. He calls out behind him, follow me, please, as he goes back in. <laughs> his his <I> catchphrase. <laughs> I love that Tomo has a catchphrase. I follow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I will too. All right, and... So you come back in and you come in, you come back uh, upstairs, up the front steps, you come in through the big uh, opening doors into the this this hide and, and stone and wood tower. And as you come inside to the wooden floor and these tables, the little small library to the left hand side, you can still see the, you know, the above above here is a couple of like balcony areas that look like living space up there. Hard to tell from down here. And to your right over here at the tables is sitting is at the at one table is sitting uh, the chief with a dwarven woman finishing up a meal next to him. And uh, Darnaldi is is sitting at the table <coughs> across from him. And Joxer, did you come in and sit down or did you, are you still standing there? I, I would have sat down um, at that. You were served that, a drink shortly after you sit down. You're served a, a bit of a, like a, a breakfast bubbly with some juice of some kind in it and a uh, little fizzy juice stuff. And, uh, and Darnaldi is, is sipping delicately uh, a, a beverage as well. And uh, he's sitting as far away from you as possible while sitting on the bench still. And um, uh, as, as I'm drinking, I, I'm going to slightly scoot my chair a little closer. <laughs> okay. And uh, so you're scooting across the bench towards him. Just, just, and, just uh, a little bit, not, not a just, lot. And he's just huffing. Like he kind of <laughs> notices that and he's just like, like he, he just, you're getting under his skin, you know, and uh, you can kind of see his left eye twitching just a little <laughs> bit. Um, and so, as you, when you guys come in and you kind of see all this and, and you see jocks are making Dar- Darnaldi a little more uncomfortable, more and more uncomfortable the longer they sit there, uh, the chief says, okay, now begin, Darnaldi, please tell me what happened, what your side is. Please, no one speak. Just let Darnaldi, you will have your chance. I must hear both sides. What happened? And Darnaldi says, well, I will tell you, uh, you know about the blood boar, he says, looking at, looking at, uh, 
at the chief and the chief says, yes, what you guys are idiots. That was stupid. And he says, I, <laughs> we know that now. We know that now. We won't try that again. But uh, we, it got loose. We sent, I sent Teld and a small hunting party to go kill it or capture it. Uh, and we suspended all hunting activities until that creature was captured for the safety of our uh, noblemen who hunt with us. And so the entire village was shut down as we waited on word from Teld what happened. And the the other goblins came to me just a couple weeks ago and told me of a, a drunken monk-type fighter who came upon them after some uh, strange spells had been cast. And, and he... he apparently killed Teld in just a couple of blows and they took what was on him. The, when, the, when the other goblins went to try to gather his remains and take him back to his family, they found that he had nothing left on him, and including I, his, and his... I nudged Davin huh? and I mouthed the word goblins. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> as soon as Donaldi said Bloodborne, Bloodborne, <laughs> Bloodborne, <laughs> Uh, Gwendolyn is fuming. She has some words to say. Okay. And, uh, and Rinaldi says, they described this man and point in gestures to Joxer sitting next to him and says, I, I, I only want the money that was lost. I, it will take, it will cost a lot of money to train another goblin the way Teld has been trained. And I believe his son may do, but, uh, it may not. I don't know. He has, he had been training him. We will see if his mother will allow it. Either way, we must. Uh, I must pay for that training. I also must pay uh, to uh, to compensate for. He must pay to compensate for the business income that I lost over these last three weeks that we have been shut down, not knowing if the blood bore is still out there somewhere. Also, he must pay for whatever adventuring party I must pay to go kill that blood boar because it can't be out there and I, I continue to do business. If if a party of these noblemen happen upon these blood this blood boar, it will rip, tim, rip them to pieces. They are nowhere near capable of handling something like that. Only the... the Joxer the, Joxer's yes. gonna like raise his hand. Okay. <laughs> and, and he looks at you and he says, anyway, you get the point. And the chief says, yes, thank you. You're you're rambling. You're, you're rambling. You always do that. He looks at uh, you, Joxer, and he says, well, what's, this so, what's so important? How much would you pay a party to remove this said blood bore from your life? Say, he looks it, at the... If, yeah, if it were out there another month, you would continue to lose money. I... I believe I, I believe that is right. I, I believe, though, that uh, the, the chief would have to tell me what it would cost. He, he usually sets the prices on these contracts. Uh, chief, uh, what would you charge for that? And the chief says, well, I, I haven't seen that thing. From what you said, it's pretty dangerous, right? Well, yes, it is. But, uh, you know, I think most of your hunting parties could take it down. It's, uh, I believe your exact words were that it would tear a regular hunting party to shreds. Uh, no, I said it would tear the noblemen parties to shreds. These are men who come from their towers of riches and wealth, and they want the thrill of killing something. They don't fight things. They shoot things that can't fight back. <laughs> you don't understand. Gwendolyn's she, trying to keep her calm. She's okay. going to slightly lose it. <laughs> okay. And uh, the chief says, okay, uh, let me think. Um, you said 
that you've been shut down for three weeks. You've lost about 5,000 gold. If that thing is killed, uh, it would take you a while to make that gold back, but you make nothing back until it is killed. Am I correct? And Tarnaldi says, yes, of course. That's absolutely the truth. He says, well, I, I would say at least half the amount you lost, 2,500 2, gold would probably be the price I would put on that contract. Uh, if someone were to kill that blood boar, I would believe that would be the price. And Joxer raises his hand again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if if I could guarantee that that is already taken care of today, could that A price what? be go up? Darnaldi says, don't be ridiculous. He's not Just... being ridiculous. Excuse me. Um, oh, hello. Um, well, then please explain. I step forward and I get right into Darnaldi's face. Okay. Whether he's sitting down or not. Um, oh, he is. And he's. you got I to nudge. like squeeze past Joxer to get to him and then get down in his face. I nudge Davin and I say, I think she's guilty too. <laughs> <laughs> she took some goblets. <laughs> uh, and Elvish, I say, what you did was terrible. That thing should have never became what it was. We killed it. And I just, I want to intimidate him if I can. Make an intimidation check. Oh, no, I thought that was a one. Uh, seven plus, um, not great, five. Okay. So oh, English, I, I say, it, it's done. He's telling the truth. I, I couldn't believe it when, when I saw it. If If this was already done, would you potentially raise that bounty to what our... Dernaldi is uh, crying about. Chieftain. The chief goes, um, you know, to be honest with you, this bores me. No pun intended. <laughs> he says, I say, Darnaldi, if they can help kill this boar for you, or if they have already, and they can find a way to ensure or pay that your your young goblin is trained in a way to where he can take Tell's place, then whether that costs gold or what, I don't know, but however you can arrange that, then I say you should no longer bother me with this issue. I Donaldi, I I can I I do have proof that um we have disposed of this beast. Well, pr provide it then, the chief says. Um, so would you like me to burn your tables or provide a tusk? Um, perhaps just the tusk. <laughs> Donaldi oh, says, just the tusk will be fine. <laughs> yeah, Donaldi looks it's, around and, and he's like... As, I, I pulled up a, the, the, like, vial of blood, uh -huh. like, acid as I said yeah. that. Um, yeah, sure. I guess I'll find a different use. And and I would kind of like to intimidate Dernaldi with that one. Okay, make an intimidation check. Oh, that is a thirteen. No, 13. Yeah, 13. Okay. His eyes get a little wide, like, he knows what that stuff does, and he's not interested in in interacting with it. Uh, then, then I will provide to you, Chieftain... Ah, uh, well, give me a moment. It's a little larger than I can carry. 
can you give me five minutes and I will return with the, the tusk? He looks at Tomba. Get somebody to go with him. Uh, and, uh, okay. And uh, Tomba walks over to the door and stands by the front door waiting for you to leave. Ah, Droxer, okay. Did you put it in your hole? It's, as he's walking by you. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I put everything in my hole. <laughs> That's <Devin>. right. <laughs> well, I mean, you do have a backpack. You, you keep your rations in there, I think. Did you see the size of that beast and its tusk? Honestly, I yeah, yeah, I remember that fight. It wasn't the best yeah. one. I liked the, uh, I liked the the, the the ghost fight. That one was yeah, fun. yeah. I don't you, remember you, that you, one much though. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And I walk by, and ghost I walk by Tomba. Who's fighter ghost? I don't remember that one at all either. <laughs> <laughs> Joxer just shakes his head and walks out, and uh, just uh, Tomba, please follow me over here, and kind of finds like a flat patch, jumps down a hole, grabs a stuff from. Oh, Tomba just stands on the outside of the hole and looks oh. at it, like, and kind of looks around and is. Shrugs and looks yeah. at the looks at the a, chief, and the chief just kind of waves him off like whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, then uh, you you see a uh, joxer climb up with like this tusk hanging off his back a little bit. Okay, and, and so okay, let's do this, and then they walk back inside. Okay. All right, uh, go ahead, Gwen. I, I want to still be up where Donaldi is, and I'm going to whisper to him, well, "Why did you create this blood bore?" He says, "It's in Elven." He says. Because sometimes you want to charge more for a greater adventure, and... Do I hear that? In Elven? Oh, you're right. Yeah, never mind. I don't speak that fancy tongue. <laughs> he says, it's just business, my dear. Please, you're too close. Just get closer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, know, I, I hate this him. guy. I hate people like this. <clears throat> I just you spit, spit on, on him. him? Mm-hmm. I nudge Davin. Spit on him? Uh, I think we're both about to be guilty too. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you're going to spit on him. I, I spit on him. Okay. In Elvish, I just go, you disgust me. He, You spit on him and he reacts and flinches and he stands up and, uh, and, and, oh, uh, man. the bench, would I, the would bench I that he's in? sitting on. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're walking up at this point. When he stands up, the bench you're sitting on flies backwards as his legs hit it. And the chief kind of sits up and, and he kind of looks up from his food. Like he, I don't know if he saw what, what you oh, did. Man. Go ahead. Can can I can I like see that chair or that bench flying back? Can I grab it? Uh, like slide of hand maybe and then grab him by the shoulder, sit him down and throw the tusk on the table? Uh, oh I know that's a lot. I know that's a lot. That's up to you. That's Start with acrobatics. All right, acrobatics. To, to, to get yourself over there, grab that thing. We're about to kill a whole <laughs> that's, sinking that's an town. It's a what? It's an 18, so 15 plus 3. An 18, okay. So yeah, you get over there to the bench. You flip that bench around. Now, I need you to make contested, contested strength checks to push him down as you grab his shoulder. Okay, all right. Oh, seven, uh, what is my strength? 17 plus 1, so 18. 
He rolled a seven plus zero. So you grab him <laughs> and shove him down and you slam the tusk on the on the table in front of him. And he kind of backs up to that. He's still wiping his face off. And he looks around and he says, well, I never, I've, I've never been treated in this way. You know that this, my business brings a lot of money into this place, chief, and you cannot allow me to be treated this way. And, and the chief's still eating his breakfast and he looks at him and he says, he says, listen, you don't understand our type. People like you will never understand our type. Your boar is dead. I'm just going to say you can leave now. I nudged Davin one last time. Eh, antler on the table, tusk on the table. Our boy's learning. <laughs> and uh, I still and think Darnaldi kind of <laughs> Darnaldi looks around and uh, is kind of huffing. <laughs> he points at the chief and he says, "He points at the chief and says." says, you're lucky you're in charge of this town and there's nowhere else I could do this business. We would have problems. And the chief looks up at him and he says, you wouldn't want to point at me while I'm eating sausages. You might pull back a nub. And and the and Darnaldi <sighs> and grabs the tusk and turns around to walk out. And uh, the chief looks up at the rest of you and he says, you might want to, I don't know, uh, ensure there's a threat before you attack in the future. That's all. I, Keeps cutting his chief, food. Yeah, chief, they they shot at us first. We were trying to run by, so make it a, a deception check. That that was the truth. Han shot first. <laughs> no, it what? was not the truth. That's not, the, not truth. the truth. I did the 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 sleeting. The little sleeting. Oh. Gwen did the sleet. Oh, oh, dang it! Hi. She cast I a spell. This. She drew aggro. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Deception <laughs> check. Oh, that's a natural one. Thank God. Okay. Yeah, he says that's... he says he looks up at you and says, yes, you never fired the first shot. I understand. Please let me finish my breakfast in peace. And he keeps eating. Davin gives a bow and then he says, we'll get those goblets back to you as soon as we can. <laughs> Gwendolyn's out the door. He just looks at <laughs> he's chewing and he looks up at you like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I say nothing. I say nothing. I just walk out. <laughs> David okay. struts out. We're all happy. Oh yeah, I just I walk out confused. I... Well, for a second there, I didn't think that was going to be worth waking up for. But that was actually kind of entertaining. So, what brought you guys down here? I, 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 I was escorted myself by a gentleman. They knocked on our door looking for a couple of goblet thieves, but turns out it was you. Well, why didn't you? home last night what what you, you could have gotten in a lot worse i i i'd never <laughs> so gwendolyn i i do apologize. mama gwen yeah gwen I, is like low-key like the uh, incredible hulk yeah <laughs> she's, she's gonna get too angry one day and just turn into a monster and attack everyone i Her i do is she's always angry <laughs> <laughs> yes i i i do apologize gwen i I, I so the moment I walked outside of uh, of the nobleman's barrack barracks, I, I was looking for a drink. I was confronted by uh, that elven man and Soraya, and then they said they were going to throw me in the keep in in a cell for the night. And I decided that wasn't that wasn't how I planned on spending my night. So I went to the longhouse, and then I went to the 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 lamp post in and uh, at this point i assume we're kind of close enough for me to see tavern what yeah 
Perfect. Yeah, they, <laughs> they read my comment card. <laughs> uh, and then I, I just walked away from the Tower of Testing, and it brought me to the armor bear. Look at these! Look at these! And and I, I point in my 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 forearms now covered. Let, let me just get this straight for a second. They wanted to arrest you, so you went drinking and shopping. <laughs> why? Uh, I'm <laughs> wait wait. Why did they want to arrest me? Why didn't you just come home? But well, we I, have a, a home now. I, 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 I walked off in 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 such a rough mood. I I I couldn't bear seeing you guys. I just watching Delmar in those moments. It. I I, I know. I just I, I I get it. Just it weighs on me, Gwen, and I I didn't mean to bring bring the group down. I I just I I don't want to see a, another Gwen lose or or miss out on a chance to see her father and and that's and that's what I almost saw. Well, well I I don't want to see a friend leave or is just gone and another person in my life g- gone. That's let's, fair. Let's get you cleaned up. Your bracers look nice, but Dale is not going to be happy to hear this. So it may take some time, and she just starts walking off to the house. Joxer looks over at Kriggs and Davin. I've upset Dale, haven't I? He's very disappointed. We're never going to hear the end of this. He tries to keep a straight face. It's... <laughs> the gossip knowing Dale, all of this. <laughs> knowing Dale, the whole town's gonna know about it before nightfall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gossip King. <laughs> Look, uh, Craigs, I just I I want to know that you trust us and as much as I trust you is is all. I definitely trust you, lad. I wouldn't have told you a second of what I did last night otherwise. If if we plan on traveling together, we, we must work together. And and those moments need to be very far f- from common, where we act without the other's consents. Understandable. Um, if you happen to kill a couple of goblets again, you'll... Uh... <laughs> goblets. We'll have to think twice. Uh, for our actions and just be a little bit more con- controlled, I suppose. I didn't attack those goblets until they attacked me. Just saying. I don't know. You knock a few back a few times uh, here and there. I've, I've uh, We've all seen it. <laughs> I caught that Wolverjack. Uh, no, you didn't. And I walk away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Kriggs, as you walk away, make another perception check. Okay. Jocks are you two? Uh, eighteen actually this time. Fourteen. Okay. Uh, you both notice that over standing, uh, standing by one of the noblemen's barracks, one of the noblemen's uh, kind of cabins, is the bard. He's standing there, and he's standing next to uh, Mick, the other guy that you saw uh, in front of the inn or the the tavern, and they're just kind of standing around talking with each other hanging out and uh 
just kind of chit-chatting, not really paying any attention to you, but they're standing over there as you guys walk by. I'm going to put my hand on uh, Craig's shoulder. I'm like, that that gentleman, not 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 next, the, the one next to the fancy fellow. Um, he's a good guy. His name's, uh, uh, I believe it's Mayak. Uh, uh, he told me to call him Mick. <laughs> I suppose you ran into him last night in your escapades. I, I swear last night it said the lamppost in. <laughs> but yes, he was he was outside the, the lamppost in Tavern. In Tavern, yes. Uh... Is that the opposite of an extravern? <laughs> <laughs> I was at Tavern once, but they hired me full time, so it's good. <laughs> oh my gosh, Dad. Um, would it make sense... For us to, I don't know, speak with this Mick. I wouldn't mind. I'm curious if if he uh, if he saw Soraya last night. Would you like to set some of the record straight with that bard man? <laughs> I'm not sure I'm prepared for that, but I can at least accompany you if you you need a companion to speak with this Mick just for uh, a second set of ears. We, we we can take a moment, uh, uh, and and I'll start walking in that direction. I follow. Okay. All right, you guys approach him. Davin, Gwendolyn, are you guys following him or heading back to the cabin? What are you doing? Uh, I'm heading back. I was chasing after Gwen. I wanted to rush up to her and say, um, just for a second, I'm curious. What You guys were talking in Elvish back there. Elvin? Elvish? I don't even know what it's called. But uh, uh, with uh, that Donaldi guy, what did he say? I I asked him why he created this thing, and he it, it was for s- selfish reasons, just just to make a, a buck. So he just creates the monsters and then sends people to go after him. Well, that he, makes it feel like just, everything we do here is pointless. It, it is. If it, it, it feels that way, I, I didn't want to, to be in front of the chief. I, I didn't want to see jocks up there. I didn't know what what was going to happen. I just, I, I don't know. I I feel like I, I'm just zoning out now. I understand that. I will say one thing though. It's um, spitting in people's faces is kind of frowned upon most of the time, and uh, it could. Oh, I, I know. I, I'm just saying that maybe sometimes you need to try and keep your frustrations in check. It might get us into more trouble than you expect. Uh, I get closer to Davin. Maybe people should have their morals in check. And then I walk away. Davin stops and he thinks for a second. Nods his head. Oh, she's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess she's right. <laughs> so you guys walk up to Joxer and Craig's walk up to Mick. And this other, this minstrel, and they're just chatting. You kind of overhear as you approach. You hear Mick saying, "Saying three, or he says, uh, sorry, I forgot his voice." Uh, Mick says, three more days. Don't be ridiculous. This, there's no reason for." And the other one says, "Listen, we have to stay as long as we have to stay. It is not my choice like that." And uh, and that's about what you hear as you walk up. Fancy boy. Uh, hey, hey, Mick. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, from last night, jo- Joxer, is it? Ah, uh, yes. Um, I I see you. You're still here, so that's unfortunate. Well, 
Yeah, so I was just discussing that with my friend Bimo here. Uh, we are uh, we are required to stay another couple days while we await a new contract. I was ready to go, but here we are. I guess I'll be drinking more tonight. Bimo, uh, your name is Bimo. Um, yes. where, what what area of of the continent is is that from? I'm unfamiliar. Oh. <laughs> my name is. Uh... My name is Abimo Munsir. Uh, I am from uh, Morophos. It is a, a desert, a desert city-state, uh, far, far to uh, the east of here. I am from there, but I travel many places. You, uh, you will, uh, you will find I am very well traveled. I am well educated, as well as a very well spoken, <laughs> and well liked by most people. I must add. <laughs> You and you. What's what? What are you about? Oh, I'm just a a small town individual. I I'm mainly interested in in brew. Uh, I I I don't like to 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 you know go too in depth on on many things. Uh, you are are you into to to many brews? Oh. I spend many time, many of uh, days and nights uh, in the taverns, but I, I prefer to uh, keep a sober mind so that I may perform at my uh, top uh, ideal uh, peak abilities. And uh, sometimes, sometimes I may indulge, uh, but only when it it is most most uh, I don't know advantageous to a circumstance that that may cause me to be there. You and he points over at Kriggs and he says, you, "You've not introduced yourself. Don't be rude. Tell us who you are." <laughs> the name's Kriggs Golder. Uh, just a a dwarf trying to find his way in the world. Um, Mick looks at you and make an insight check as Mick looks at you. Sure. Oh, what is my insight? Uh, that is fourteen. You've seen Mick before. <clears throat> oh. Thank you for listening to this episodic installment of The Hired Swords. If you liked our show, tell a friend about us. And if you really liked our show, tell the world. Leave a review. If you want to keep up with us and get all the behind-the-scenes goofs and gaffes, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at The Hired Swords. And if you really love all these cliffhangers, then, well... Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs>